A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Zone. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Boy, and this week, that really is true. We've got Thanksgiving on the horizon and a lot of people still talking about the cost of the Thanksgiving meal. We've got more details on that for you this Tuesday morning. How are you, everybody? Fabulous Farm Baby Pam Yankee. Glad to be along with you. Feels a little bit better outside this morning. Maybe it's because there's not as much wind as there has been. And I'm optimistic. Things are going to be feeling much better as the week wears on. Today, we should see plenty of sunshine. 40 is our expected high. Tomorrow's sunshine and 44. Thanksgiving Thursday. Now they're telling me there's a possibility of afternoon showers, but the daytime highs will be right around 46 degrees. For Friday, partly sunny and 45. We'll talk more weather with Stu Mocker, Ag Meteorologist, coming up. We're also visiting with John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. Stick around. When you farm, you're always competing against your top season. Every moment is clutch. So those who push for the best choose DeKalb Corn. Featuring exclusive genetics for seed bread to emerge strong, stand tall, and maximize yield potential. Wherever you compete, winning has roots. Perform at your best all season long with DeKalb Corn. Read and follow pesticide label directions, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. Well, at the University of Wisconsin, River Falls, College of Agriculture, Food, and Environmental Sciences, a real emphasis on livestock with the uh, different programs going in there, the Meat Institute. And now we've got a Humane Handling Institute. And uh, Charity, you had a chance to find out what that's all about. And I think a lot of us would like to know more. That's right, Bob. It's a first of its kind program, the Humane Handling Institute. It's going to provide comprehensive hands-on training for current meat industry workers in humane slaughtering, handling, transport, stunning, and equipment maintenance. I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Kurt Vogel, Humane Handling Institute director, says that the value that this type of training will have for sustainability of our meat industry is huge, as it'll help to prevent suffering the animals may experience if they're not appropriately handled. It'll help keep the industry in compliance with legal right requirements, and it protects the well-being of meat industry workers. He shares more about what this institute is, why it's needed, and how to be involved. The Humane Handling Institute is a new program that has been funded by the state of Wisconsin through the Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection that focuses on developing the skills that pre-slaughter handlers, transporters, and stunner operators need in meat plants. Can you elaborate more on the why? So why was this institute created? Is it because of consumer wants or meat processors not being able to meet regulations? Or what is happening in the industry that's making this so important? It's a combination of all those things that you just listed. So I can give you a bit of the story behind how we got to this point at UW-River Falls. Our story starts in 2014 when we started tracking the humane handling enforcement letters that are issued by the USDA's Food Safety and Inspection Service to plants that violate the Humane Slaughter Act and the regulations under that specific law. So the Humane 
Slaughter Act is the main law that the meat industry has to follow to ensure that animals are rendered unconscious and insensible to pain before any cutting happens during the slaughter process and also that they're handled in a way that's humane and ethically acceptable on the front end before stunning happens. So when we started doing the assessment of these letters through our animal welfare lab, we noticed pretty quickly that the primary cause seemed to be associated with pre-slaughter stunning and that the majority of those letters that were posted, so every year there's usually around 100 letters that are posted, and about 80% of those have stunning-related issues, and virtually all of them are avoidable with appropriate training or appropriate equipment setup. So over the years now, since 2014, we've continued to track this, and we realized that the stunning issue was one that just was not going away. It was consistently there, and it was consistently hovering at around 80% of cause. And so we thought, what can we do to solve this problem? And what we came up with was to develop an industry training center where people can send their pre-slaughter handlers and stunner operators, and then we will coach them up in a place that's actually built for teaching and learning because a slaughter facility is not necessarily the best place for training because there's so much that's happening in that environment. Everything's moving so quickly. And then you've got the additional pressure of inspection personnel, regulatory personnel watching. And so that's just a setup for somebody to make a mistake. So our idea was we'll set up a training center at UW-River Falls. Our location is particularly helpful because we're located in a place that's relatively easy to get to for most of the state, even though we're on the far western end of the state. But on a national scale, we're located really close to the Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport, which gives us the ability to cover the national need for this type of training, too. Then the next piece to this is that we can do a lot of our training with animal models. So we can get dummies, for example, of cattle and pig and sheep heads, for example, and we can train people to apply stunners to those model heads instead of using live animals. We also have access to a lot of animal tissues and heads, for example, that we can use for training so that we can show stunner operators exactly where the brain is located and what their target is, essentially. And all this training will help, then, for those people that go back to these jobs to have the skills they need in order to do the job well, and that's going to help people, right, because then they don't have to experience the anguish that goes along with a missed stun, and the animals don't have to suffer as a result of that either. So you mentioned you guys are going to be that house area in a sense of people can come to you and get that training. So do you have a bunch of different equipment of potentially different types of stunners that different processors will use? Or do these processors all need to have the similar setup in order to come train with you? Or how does that work? Yeah, that's another advantage of this program that we're building is that over the years, I've developed some really good relationships with companies that make stunning equipment. And so most of the models of stunning equipment that are out in industry today are models that I've personally worked with in the consulting work that I've done and that I have good relationships with the manufacturers. So we're going to have the ability then to pull in just about any model that's out there so that we can train people how to effectively service and repair their specific models. Another piece to this, too, is we're planning to set it up such that when we do equipment maintenance training, that the people that are signed up 
for that training can actually bring their studying equipment into our site, and we can uh, work with their tools as part of their training. You mentioned it's very beneficial for those processors who are having their employees do that humane handling. Is it also available to potential students or people who might be wanting to get into the meat processing industry? The initial focus of this program is on working with Wisconsin-based processors, particularly in small and very small plants, to get their personnel trained. So when we wrote the grant, one of the specific goals we had was to secure enough funding so that we could offer a seat in two of the most important courses that we develop to one person from each of the approximately 120 slaughter establishments that exist in the state of Wisconsin. So that part was granted. And so that will be our first focus, is on serving the needs of those existing personnel. But the next step is to extend to the people that you mentioned. So like our college students, for example, people that may be interested in going into the field and want to gain some additional training so that they stand out. And then from there, also out to more of a national scale. So also working with uh, employees that work at meat processing companies outside of just our state. So how can these meat processors enroll or get involved? What are those steps and potentially the cost for them to send their employees there? For Wisconsin processors, We'll have a sign-up that'll start later this spring. So right now, we're just in the final stages of hiring our program manager. And once we have that person hired, then we're going to go to work on laying out the details to the curriculum, getting our workshop scheduled, and laying more of the concrete details down with that. But if everybody kind of keeps an eye out that's interested, and that website is uwrf.edu forward slash cafes, that's C-A-F-E-S forward slash H-H-I. So that's the place where we'll have information regarding the sign up for our workshops and any other news associated with the Developing Humane Handling Institute. So then once these employees and processors are taking these courses, what are they receiving? Is it just a certificate? Is there labeling that will help differentiate them from other places that they can put on their packaging? When we designed our curriculum, we realized that we needed to have a lot of flexibility because for some meat processors, they may only need their personnel to attend one of our five initial workshops. And since that's the case, we have an a la carte menu where they can pick whatever course that they feel they need and they can attend that course. However, if somebody wants to go through more substantial certification, we also have a certification program that involves an individual completing all five of the courses that we'll offer in addition to completing a project. And then after that's finished, they'll receive a certification and the company that they work for will be allowed to use a program label as well on their products. Is there talk about what that label will look like or how is that label going to be differentiated from other food labels that are out there? So essentially what we're coming up with is a logo and right now we're working with our university communications team to develop that. So I guess you could say it's top secret at this point or under development. I think an interesting thing to note is the value that this type of training will have for the sustainability of our meat industry in general because in order to keep any agricultural enterprise going, really any enterprise in general, you know that you've got to maintain consumer trust and this is one of those ways 
ways that we can help industry to maintain consumer trust. Because if the majority of consumers feel that animals suffer during the final moments of their life, eventually they're not going to want to eat meat products anymore. And so this is a really important initiative because it will help to prevent the suffering that animals may experience if they're not appropriately handled and stunned. It helps to keep the industry in compliance with legal requirements. It helps to protect the well-being of meat industry workers because it's safer if they handle animals humanely, and it's also better for their mental health. And then the final piece to it, too, is that all of this stuff that helps to benefit the industry and the people and the animals that are involved also helps to ensure the longer-term sustainability of the meat industry as a whole. That was Kurt Vogel, Humane Handling Institute Director. The program consists of a series of two-and-a-half-day-long workshops. Interested participants can find out more by going to uwrf.edu backslash c-a-f-e-s backslash h-h-i. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Charity Seebecker. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Some things are never really a choice, like wearing your muddy boots in the house, quitting before the job's done, or buying seed without service. They just don't make sense. That's why AgriGold gives you the best of both worlds. We're big enough to deliver top-tier genetics and traits, but small enough to give you the personalized service you need to thrive. Because like you, we know choosing seed without service isn't really a choice. Need help choosing? Learn more at chooseagrigold.com. Not only is William Thomas Custom Jewelry known for creating unique pieces, they're unique in their approach. They actually encourage you to shop around at other jewelry stores first. You'll quickly realize that William Thomas is no doubt your forever jewelry resource. Experience William Thomas Custom Jewelry. They'll help you create a one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear from day one. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Sometimes people think we're the bathroom remodeling place that just covers up your old stuff. It's how Rebath got its start 40 years ago. But just as technology has improved since dial phones, we've grown to become a total bathroom remodeling company. Free in-home consultation, free custom design, an affordable new bath in just days, not weeks. Visit our showroom on Stoughton Road or Rebath.com. Rebath, making it easy to love your bath. Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has the roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin, then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today. She's sweeter than a glass of chocolate milk and louder than a morning rooster. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. Uh, I'm just kind of daydreaming here, thinking about uh, the big meals that we're going to be enjoying probably coming up a little bit later this week. And don't necessarily know what you've got at the center of the plate, but I'm looking forward to my Yankees recipe. Stumach Ag Meteorologist along with us. You know, the other thing that's going to make uh, enjoying uh, the the festival of Thanksgiving, what, no matter what's at the middle of the plate, is that this weather is going to apparently cooperate with people that are traveling, huh? 
Yeah, it's going to do pretty well for traveling plans, Pam, and for deer hunters, maybe a little warmer than they'd like to see, but, you know, not unusual, not hot or anything by any means, but it is going to warm up, especially when you look back toward opening day and opening weekend as a, as a guidance point here. Let's talk of high pressure that slipped over the state during the day today. That's going to mean more sunshine. Still some clouds around this morning, especially in the west and east and further north in the state, but they will clear out and it is going to brighten up today sounds really nice indeed there is a warm front out in the dakotas trying to build east that accounts for a little snow in northern minnesota off into the northeast tip of minnesota as well some of that may hold together just to hit northwest wisconsin but it'll fall apart here during the day otherwise i really expect high and dry conditions for today and wednesday and into thanksgiving day now depending where you're traveling here on for thanksgiving if you're heading west you may find some precipitation late wednesday if you're staying in wisconsin heading east or south the chance of some precipitation builds in thanksgiving day Mostly, I'm going to say some sprinkles or a period of very light rain. Further north, it could be a snowflake or two. I don't expect it to be very heavy. Shouldn't be a major traffic slowdown. The one thing that does happen is temperatures are going to continue to moderate, warming up into Wednesday and Thursday, maybe cooling a few degrees for Friday and on toward the weekend. Nothing drastic. Still a very mild pattern is exactly what we are going to have in store around here, and not just on through Thanksgiving, but to wrap up the weekend, take us into next week as well. Not too many chances of precipitation like the one I mentioned developing Thanksgiving Day and possibly Saturday night or early, early Sunday. Otherwise, things sound pretty dry and should be pretty fine for all of our outdoor plans. For a lot of us, I know that's hunting. For others, yes, there's still work out there. I know how that works as well. I'll have forecast details right after as this. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFinn Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpillar Milk Receiver Pump, patented by McFenn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. It seems like it never fails. I get a customer turned online and their solar is producing. And sure enough, that next month I get a text or an email from that customer or they call into the office even or even come in. They want to show us their bill and say, look, zero dollars. It's always super exciting to be able to be part of that and have that joy and excitement with a customer. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com and start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. Alrighty, Stu, give me some more details on, I, I guess, sunshine. That's a good thing. Oh, it's beautiful to see. I kind of like having to find the sunglasses again. Some morning clouds, east and west, count on that. And otherwise, mostly sunny skies spread across the southern half of the state today. Mid-40s, maybe 46 or so at Madison for a warm spot. South winds 5 to 10 become west a bit later this morning. Overnight, we stay clear and hold in the mid-20s. South winds will be around 5. Sunny skies on Wednesday, a great day. Upper 40s, 48 or so for our high. South winds will be around 5. 
mostly cloudy Thanksgiving Day Thursday. Chance of a shower in the morning in the west in the afternoon further east and south. Still in the upper 40s, south winds at 5. Even Friday, Pam, sunshine at least mid-40s with a west breeze. Sounds like a nice way to head toward a holiday. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, buddy, catch up with you tomorrow, and we'll put a bow on that before the Thanksgiving break. Sounds like a plan. See you then. All right. Stu Mucker, Ag Meteorologist, joining us live this morning with a quick update on what's coming our way as far as weather is concerned. Now, what's coming your way as far as information is concerned? Focused in on uh, the water levels on the Mississippi River. Very low. We've done a great job growing all kinds of commodities here in Wisconsin. But if we can't get them to the marketplace, well, you see where I'm going with that. That story is coming your way. Also, John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, steps to the microphone. Uh, Markets are under a little pressure this morning. Is it just kind of the holiday influence? A lot of traders already out of town? Or is there something else that we have to point to? Of course, John will give us direction on that. So you stick around. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. When it comes to selecting your seed corn partner, we know you've got a choice to make. At Wiffle's Hybrids, we've made a choice too. A choice to remain independent. A choice to remain farm family owned. A choice to stay American. So, When it's time for you to make your choice, make a statement. Plant your independence. Plant Wiffles. Nobody knows windows like Wanakee Remodeling. Voted the best window company in Madison 10 years straight, our Renewal by Anderson windows are the most weather-tight, highest quality, and most durable on the market. Make sure you eliminate your old window and door problems. Go with the most trusted name in windows, Renewal by Anderson, from Wanakee Remodeling. You would never overpay for something if you knew you could get the product for much less elsewhere, much like you wouldn't pay $6 a gallon for gas if the pump down the street was charging the fair market price of $4, would you? So why pay more than MSRP on your next Chevy truck? Bergstrom Chevrolet is a local, family-owned company that values your dollar as much as you do, so you never pay above manufacturer's suggested retail price. And Bergstrom has the inventory to fill your fleet or fix you up with a truck that's going to pull your toys. So go ahead, shop around, and compare that final cost. If the guys down the street are blowing smoke up your tailpipe, jacking up the price on their Chevy trucks stop by Bergstrom Chevrolet where you never get charged over MSRP huh nice hardwood floor or is it sounds like a floor it's not squishy that's good floors aren't supposed to squish goes wall to wall like good floors do and I'm walking all over it. Usually, a dead giveaway that it's a floor. But it's not a floor. This is a mattress. Charlie Heidel's for 52 days. People like Charlie are scattered all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply nearly $400,000 in bedding, 
furniture, clothing, and household items to people like Charlie. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in food, shelter, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Pest control? You've got a guy for that. Car repairs? You probably have a guy for that as well. For someone to custom design a unique piece of jewelry for you, or help your current pieces look sparkling fresh? That needs to be William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Affordable and local. William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create a desirable, one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear for years to come. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Some things are never really a choice. Like wearing your muddy boots in the house. Quit before the job's done. Buying seed without service. They just don't make sense. That's why AgriGold gives you the best of both worlds. We're big enough to deliver top-tier genetics and traits, but small enough to give you the personalized service you need to thrive. Because like you, we know choosing seed without service isn't really a choice. Need help choosing? Learn more at chooseagrigold.com. We're going where I've never gone before, Agricultural Wonders of Iceland. I'm Pam Yonke, inviting you to join us on our next agriculture adventure, March 11th through the 17th. Discover Iceland's best-known national treasures and indulge in its agricultural delights. We'll tour the Golden Circle Pack Geothermal Wonders and Majestic Waterfalls. We'll make a stop at the world-famous Blue Lagoon for a relaxing day at this natural spa. Part of our agricultural highlights include a stop at a historic sheep farm to enjoy a scrumptious lunch from ingredients produced right there on the farm in the surrounding areas. And of course, at night, we'll search the night sky for the breathtaking Aurora Borealis. Visit HolidayVacations.com, keyword PAM, to learn more about this tour and watch a travel show. Or call 888-557-1020 for a free brochure. That's 888 888- 557-1020 for that brochure. There always is the possibility that they can turn it around since they do have some of the players and they do have talent and yeah, but let's look at it the other way. Say they don't turn it around. You look at their upcoming schedule. They have Philadelphia this weekend, then the Bears, then it's a bye week, then they play the Rams at home and then at Miami. Let's just say for just this exercise, they go two and two in their next four games. They have nine losses and they're basically eliminated from the playoff contention. You have two games left against Minnesota and against Detroit. You would imagine that say they want to get a good look at Jordan Love. They end up not benching Aaron Rodgers, but putting him on the IR with, right yeah, with the arm or with the thumb injury so that they can get a good right look at Jordan Love. You have two weeks to see what Jordan Love is. Let's just say for this exercise, Jordan Love doesn't play well, and it looks a lot like the Kansas City Chiefs or the Detroit games oh. from last year. Ooh. I think everyone's probably is going to say he's not the quarterback of the future, especially when you have to pick up his option. Yeah, Are you going to pick up a fifth-year option and pay him that much money and, and all this other stuff? Especially if Aaron Rodgers is still playing. And if you look at where the Packers are currently in the in these standings, right now, if the season ended today, the Green Bay Packers would have the eleventh pick. Ooh. But you would you would imagine so they could draft like a offensive lineman. You would imagine though, if things go 
downhill that they'll probably even move up ever slightly. So let's just say for the sake of things, you're in the top 10 for the last two weeks of the season. You have a top 10 pick and you get two weeks of looking at Jordan Love and he doesn't play well. End of the year, we fast forward to April. You have a top 10 pick. Aaron Rodgers is coming back. Would you, A, take a wide receiver in the top 10, knowing that if you have another explosive player to go along with uh, Watson and Dobbs, who are both young, Aaron Rodgers is coming back, and the offensive line seems like it's starting to figure itself out a little bit. You know you have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon returning. Do you take a receiver in the top 10? to get that explosive playmaker to try and keep that window with Aaron Rodgers legitly open for the one or two more years that he's there. Or if one of those top three quarterbacks is still available that people love, do you draft a quarterback in the top 10 looking to rebuild because Jordan love is not your quarterback of the future. And you got to find a quarterback after Aaron Rodgers retires. And we know he's got one or two years left. I think you go. Well, we know the Packers. What do they not do, Rowdy? Draft wide receivers in the first round. Or else they haven't since 2001. What do they do in the first round? They'll trade up to get but a quarterback. But you've neglected the wide receiver position so much. And let's look at guys on that wide receiver room that probably won't be coming back. Watkins won't be coming back. Amari Rodgers is already gone. I mean, Jawan Winfrey probably, let's if you here. want him. Our guy Dane on Twitch says, I think Aaron Jones uh, is not back. That is a potential cut. His cap situation gets brutal. A lot of money. Uh, and again, For a running back who's what on the wrong side of thirty. Aaron Jones is creeping up on thirty. He's twenty. He's twenty eight. Oh, I thought he was, for some reason I thought he's twenty nine. Going to be thirty soon. But I, I mean, just 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 think about this though. Say they do lose Aaron Jones. Oh, he's twenty seven. He turns twenty eight here soon. Yeah, December second coming up. Say they do lose Aaron Jones. Now you don't have the type of backfield you have. We know that you're losing like almost all of your wideouts outside of the few that you drafted. If you don't decide to bring them back, you could potentially be losing Mercedes Lewis and big Bob Tunyon. Yep. All those guys are on the final years of their deal. You you could be losing a ton of playmakers. Would you go try and get Aaron Rodgers a playmaker in the top 10? Or would you look to build for the future? future? If one of those three or four top quarterbacks that are all projected to go high are still available future. I think they'd go future quarterback. So then since 2020, you would, because use what's more, two? what's more important in, in, in the NFL having a, a quarterback or a wide receiver. So then that would be saying though, since 2020, you would use two first round picks on what you think could be your future and starting quarterback. But yet Aaron Rodgers seems to continue to outlive every single quarterback and draft pick that you have. Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. We're talking commodities with our friend John Heinberg, market advisor, total farm marketing out of West Bend. He's joined uh, join us live here in about 15 minutes or so. So glad you're along with us. I'm Pam Yankee. So today's sunshine and 40 degrees. Tomorrow's sunshine at 44. Now a little possibility of showers on Thanksgiving Thursday. Daytime highs around 46 degrees. So today is the 22nd day of November. On this day back in 1986, Mike Tyson 
won the World Boxing Council Heavyweight Championship. It made him the youngest, the world's youngest, heavyweight champion at the age of 20 years. On this day back in 1963, President John F. Kennedy was assassinated. Dallas, Texas. He was the fourth American president to be assassinated while in office. Happy birthday today to Jamie Lee Curtis. Wow, looking fantastic at the age of 64. Scarlett Johansson is 38 years young. And now you know. If you haven't done your grocery shopping for the Thanksgiving meal, prepare yourself. Everybody's been talking about the fact that the cost of the Thanksgiving meal this year is going to go up a little bit compared to last year in Wisconsin. We're actually below the national average as far as the expected cost on the Thanksgiving meal. Terry Moore is an economist with the American Farm Bureau Federation, and she says they've seen some very interesting patterns in the price on food for the Thanksgiving meal this year. Pretty much... Every single food product that we include in the Thanksgiving food basket has gone up except one, and that's cranberries. So we had a great cranberry harvest this year, and so cranberries went down a little bit. But interestingly enough, usually the packaged food is fairly consistent. And in this case, um, stuffing actually had the biggest increase, of a bag of stuffing. And we think that's partly because of all the additional costs this year around packaging and delivery and, 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 right, cost of everything going up. So, so now the, the packaged products are impacted by that as well. Terry Moore with the American Farm Bureau Federation explaining what they're seeing as far as prices for the food items you're likely to include in your Thanksgiving meal. And again, you heard her say the one item that's going down as far as price, cranberries. And that's thanks in large part to the fantastic producers we've got here in Wisconsin. Don't forget, Wisconsin leads the nation in cranberry production. Well, cranberries, they require water. So do barges when it comes to moving all the grain we've produced here in the Midwest down to the Gulf Coast. Here in Wisconsin, we're watching the Mississippi River levels. And as we find out this morning, towboat captains on the Mississippi River, very concerned, saying that this year looks like a drought year as far as barge traffic. Jimmy Chetham, otherwise known as Captain J-Rock on TikTok, uses the platform to show folks what towboats are facing. He says 2022 is much like 2012 and 1988. In comparative to 1988 and 2012, uh, we have hit some record lows. Nothing has totally stopped. We've come in periods where we've had temporary shutdowns on the river due to dredging, but uh, we're still moving commerce. Right now, it's taken every boat and barge we can get loaded to move, and there's a reason to that. When we have safety zones put in place due to low water or extreme high water, and they limit our tow sizes and drafts, that's going to put more barges in the system. And uh, when that happens, it requires more boats and more manpower. And with less water in the channel, there's less room for tows to maneuver. Less room, absolutely. And there's a lot more wait time for northbound traffic upon the Western River. Southbound traffic has the right-of-way that flows with the current. So when we're meeting people coming down and we're northbound or southbound, a lot of times we're having to stop due to other traffic ahead of us a lot further south or below them. Of course, that creates time loss for the company and costing the company money. Chatham says the slowdowns impact global trade. It slows it down tremendously. It impacts uh, not only our nation, but the world. You know, the United States exports a humongous amount of grains around the world. 
and it's it's just slowed down. I mean, uh, we're moving it, but not near as fast. Uh, we never have been speed demons out there, but when when the channel shut down for you know 24 to 36 hours for dredging, or somebody bumps bottom and runs aground, and they have to close the river to clear it, then that definitely slows things down. Many farmers are concerned about the availability and price of fertilizer in 2023. Chetham says the supplies are there. It's the transportation that will take time. The supplies there, there's a number of barges right now that's loaded waiting to transit north with loads of fertilizer. The thing is, the bigger boats, they can't bring up the big tolls, so it's adding extra time to get those loads up here. The number of barges in place, they're getting hung up. Like a lot of times when barges are getting offloaded in the Gulf to be reloaded, we bring empties and loads back up and we're having trouble getting those empties back up as well with their fertilizer. So it's kind of a double-edged sword for us. He adds the river transportation industry is working hard to get grain moved south and fertilizer moved north for farmers, but at more cost. Well, we're making every effort that we can to keep commerce moving. Sadly, the delay, the shipping time and freight is, has skyrocketed out there right now due to the fact there's going to be a, a price to pay at the end somewhere, and I'm afraid that our farmers are going to pick that up first. That's Jimmy Chetham, a Mississippi River towboat pilot, better known as Captain J-Rock, on TikTok. Michael Clements reporting. Thanks, Michael. Just around the corner, we'll take a look at where the markets stand on a Tuesday morning. John Heinberg on the way as well. And we'll take another look at how the harvest of 2022 continues to roll on in the state of Wisconsin. Stick around. Today in our Farmers Union Minute, Government Relations Director Rick Adamski talks about the Farmers Union being involved in talks to modernize the dairy industry. We were able to participate in a conversation brought together by the American Dairy Coalition trying to find a common ground for the federal milk market order reform and uh, to see if possible. And uh, our Wisconsin Farmers Union was represented by Sarah Lloyd and Darren Von Ruden representing our dairy revitalization plan. I think those are somewhat two separate items that were aligned with some of the federal milk market order reforms that are being brought together and raised up to the surface by Farm Bureau, the American Dairy Coalition, and others, and we're watching it and monitoring it closely, but we definitely will be strongly advocating for some component of the dairy revitalization plan because we're deeply concerned about the loss of dairy farm numbers. Rick Adamski on our Wisconsin Farmers Union Minute. Well, congratulations. You had a successful hunt. Well, let's make the most of that meat and take it to Bavaria Sausage Kitchen. Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee here for Judy and the crew at Bavaria Sausage Kitchen. I bet you didn't realize that for more than 50 years, Bavaria Sausage Kitchen has been processing wild game into fantastic old world flavors. Now listen, if you want to bring that venison in, but you've tested it for CWD, make sure you've got the test results before you come in. And Bavaria Sausage Kitchen only accepts clean, lean, and defatted wild game. And they don't stop at venison. They process elk, bear, antelope, wild boar. Take a look at the complete list at BavariaSausage.com. And don't forget, now is a fantastic time to visit the store, either physically from 9 until 5, Monday through Friday, or online at BavariaSausage.com, and shop for those authentic German flavors that will make this holiday special.
Well, we know the harvest is largely wrapped up here in the state of Wisconsin. The Ag Statistical Service said as of Sunday across the state, 77% of our grain, our corn I should say, has already been harvested for grain. That's 12 days behind last year. Average moisture content in that corn didn't really change, still holding about 19%. 95% of our winter wheat has come through the soil surface, and 83% of that is called good to excellent. 77% of our fall tillage wrapped up. That's actually three days behind last year, but then again, who knows? If we've got temperatures warming up on the horizon, we may still get a little bit more done. So markets in overnight electronic trade this morning are definitely trending lower. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up about 70 points, but our December corn's down a half a cent at 6.59. January soybeans are down three and a quarter, 14.33 and a half. December wheat's down about a nickel right now, 7.94 bushel. Yesterday, barrel cheese in Chicago dropped eight and a half to 184 and a quarter. 40-pound block cheese was down three and a quarter cents at 2.20. Double A butter up nine to 2.90 a pound. Fluid milk for December right now down three. 21, 22, 100 weights. John Heinberg, market advisor, Total Farm Marketing in West Bend is on the horizon. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Some people say that at Wiffles Hybrids, we march to the beat of our own drum. But we don't mind that one bit. Because of staying independent and U.S. farm family owned and focusing on corn and corn alone makes us different than other seed corn companies, well, we just don't know any other way to march. So make your choice and plant your independence. Plant with us. Rebath started decades ago by two gentlemen who created acrylic forms to cover existing bathtubs. Today, Rebath is a complete bath remodeling company. We replace existing fixtures and totally upgrade your bathroom. Free in-home consultation, free custom design, an affordable new bath in just days, not weeks. Visit our showroom on Stoughton Road or Rebath.com. Rebath, making it easy to love your bath. Create the floors you love this season with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Oconomowoc. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. Because of you, someone gets to stay home in familiar surroundings. Because of you, there will always be a friendly smile. Because you are the Bright Star in someone's life. Bright Star Home Care is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes working one-on-one -on -one with clients in their homes means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the Bright Star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Alrighty, it is a Tuesday morning and that means it's time for us to catch up with our friend John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. I'll give you this information before we start and we'll give it again before we're done. The website you want to go to, totalfarmmarketing.com and the toll-free toll number to reach John or any of the staff, 800 334 97 
79. I'll give it to you again. So this morning, John, we want to start off with the latest cattle on feed report. Now, I'll be honest, last week uh, we were kind of fully engaged in our National Farm Broadcaster Convention in Kansas City, but this one caught the attention of a lot of people in the marketplace. Yeah, it did. It really came in with some very friendly numbers uh, in terms of overall cattle picture for producers. And we're kind of looking at this trend that we're watching here. And we've been talking about this for quite a while now. It's maybe starting to show up here, at least in terms of the cattle numbers. Uh, obviously, that uh, the pace of cow slaughter, the size of the cattle crop and things of that nature are just really starting to tighten up. You know, last month's uh, placement number, what's one that we look at was that basically 93.9%, just under, you know, basically compared to last year. Uh, that's not very many cattle going into the lot. Uh, market was expecting that to be around 96%, a little bit over, so it even blew, you know, slid below the expectations. And that was the lowest placement number on record for the month of October, and they've been keeping record since 1996. And uh, that trend's probably going to continue in terms of the cattle being out there because just the, the calf crop has just been smaller. We've been watching slaughter pace continue to be strong at the cow level. And uh, we're going to have a very interesting cattle picture next year in terms of supply, especially in the second half of the year that's that is very interesting and and obviously folks stop and think about it it's not like we can snap our fingers and make uh, cattle appear uh what are you here you know i'm just that's that's purely the cattle on feed report john from just a conversation standpoint are you hearing this from producers themselves are they matching up with what we're seeing on cattle on feed are they liquidating their herds are we seeing no return in the West where they suffered with the drought? Give me a little sense on reality versus these numbers. You know, out in the West, obviously, like you just mentioned, the drought has been a major factor. The pasture conditions have just not improved overall, and we're getting to the winter months now, and this is typically when we see our peak in the cattle, the cow slaughter anyway. Uh, but at the same time, producers are making some decisions. Uh, you know, hey, can I go through the winter? Do I want to pay for the high-priced feed? I don't have the feed for the animals. You know, the margins aren't quite there, and we're seeing these cows move on. You know, one of the biggest things we're kind of dealing with right now, we still have a decent amount of cow cattle coming through the slaughter line. And, and that's more because of the fact that we're not seeing the heifer retainment, and, you know, they're going into the feedlots and getting moved on into the slaughter floor versus getting put back into the cow herd. You know, so that's still going to be a trend to kind of watch next year is going to be what happens with that weather. Do we get some replenishment out there in those pastures where producers are going to be willing and have the ability to keep those cattle on pasture? You know, also, too, during the course of the year, because of those poor conditions, a lot of smaller, lighter weight cattle were getting quickly moved into the lots. You know, again, that just gave us a false sense of how many cattle were actually out there and now those lower numbers are starting to show up and again at least i haven't heard anything at this standpoint uh, that things are changing at this time frame and until we probably see heifers starting to get retained you know the trend in the cow slide the cow side of the operation is going to continue to drift lower yeah definitely something you know and this correlates right to our consumers because if we're not producing it out on the field you're not going to see it in the store very much so. But, you know, at least at this stage, the consumer demand is still hung in there very, very well. I know that was a concern of the market a couple of months ago, talking about the recession chatter and the consumer dollar and the high, high inflation rates and changes of you know, food prices. But we've seen beef demand kind of stay its place, which has been very encouraging from that standpoint. We really haven't seen things fall apart on that side. Now it still may. And we still could see that become a, kind of the wet blanket over top of this market. But, you know, we're looking at a cow slaughter next year, even USDA. 
IPAs are, you think, in production for beef in the third quarter next year could be down as much as 10% year over year. You know, we're looking at cow slaughter or cattle slaughter being down maybe about 6%, you know, animal per animal next year in the third and fourth quarter. It's going to be a very interesting situation that we could have, may have enough, may not have enough cattle to fill a five-day kill week in some regions, especially the fact that we're bringing some new demand online with some new packing plants. Yeah, very good point. <laughs> Consumers take note. Let's pivot just real quick this morning, John. We are in a holiday-influenced marketplace. Uh, a lot of people talking about uh, going home for Thanksgiving, making travel plans. Boy, the, the crude oil is uh, kind of moving on some of that conversation. Crude oil's had a very interesting couple of days or a couple of weeks, actually. We really saw things plummet. We were trading around $90 a barrel just a week and a half or so. Dropped it all the way down into the, about $75 a barrel yesterday. We had a lot of different news headlines kind of brew. And first off, we there was a report from the Wall Street Journal that Saudi Arabia was going to uh, increase production by 500,000 barrels. That sent crude oil down about $5 a barrel yesterday, putting in a new low here for the near term, took out the lows from the fall. But then they came back out a couple hours later and basically said that story was not true and we saw this market spin then on top of that russia was making comments too because if, if they put production caps or excuse me price caps on their crude oil that uh, they were going to cut production as well so we've seen crude oil do a quick 180 here and go the other direction now we're trading back over 80 dollars a barrel you know it's something that producers need to start thinking about where we at in terms of fuel costs for the spring you know again we're trading at some of our lowest levels that we haven't seen here in a handful of months might be an opportunity to take a look at those things uh, there is a lot of chatter that crude oil prices could push back to the hundred dollar level by springtime especially if the chinese demand gets figured out with their covid situation and one thing we watch in trends of the markets is call buying in other words bullish buying of calls that right now is outpacing the defensive side about two to one in terms of crude oil hmm. so you think if i call my co-op i'll be able to to contract some of this news by for my next year's supply it's definitely something I think people should take a look at in this window. I mean, obviously, you know, there's a lot of volatility in the market. Risk management tools are fairly hard for the producer on that side because buying crude oil versus mm -hmm. diesel is a combination of, you know, different factors there. But it's definitely maybe something to have that conversation here if you got a little bit of time now that harvest is done. All right. Very good. John, how can they get a hold of you? Again, we always want to focus in on the fact that risk management is not an option anymore. It's a necessity. How can they chat about 2023 and strategy? Sure, love to talk with them every, anytime. Feel free to give me a call, 800-334-9779. Shoot me an email at johnh at totalfarmmarketing.com. And you mentioned earlier, don't forget about that website of ours, totalfarmmarketing.com. doesn't pick, cost you anything to pick up the phone and ask a question. Yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, buddy, enjoy the Thanksgiving break. We'll catch up with you next week. Sounds great. Have a great holiday. We'll talk to you next week. John Heinberg joining us live this morning from Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. And again, like he said, it doesn't cost you anything to pick up the phone and give him a call. And as you can tell, John is an early riser. He uh, has time before maybe everybody else in your world has time. So send him an email, johnh at totalfarmmarketing.com. johnh at totalfarmmarketing.com. Let him know what you think about his uh, comments here on the show. He gives us a heads up on what uh, trends the traders will be working with today. Again, totalfarmmarketing.com, 800-334-9779. Tomorrow we'll catch up with our friends from Wiffles.